All right, Matt Micucci, we are here yet again in the new year, 2020. Happy New Year, Brian, and Happy New Year to all our listeners. It's great to be alive, you know. (laughs) What a time to be alive indeed, Matt. And we should remind our listeners the reason we're getting together like this is to record the first of our albums you need to know list for the year 2020. Um, As many of our longtime listeners know, these are lists we put together every month in which we pick the albums we think you should know about. Um, Now, granted, these aren't necessarily the best albums because there are just so many good albums coming out each month, too many to name. These are ones we think will interest you because of their backstory or because of the music, because of the concept. Uh, These are the albums we think you should know about. We do it every month, and we're happy to kick off the first installment of 2020. You got it. And also, there's a lot of artists that we haven't talked about in previous uh, episodes, let's say, of this podcast. So I'm looking forward to it. As am I, Matt, though it's not without a hint of sadness, as over the weekend, we bid farewell to two giants of jazz in saxophonist uh, Jimmy Heath and the trumpeter Claudio Roditi, um, who passed away within days of each other over the weekend. Uh Jimmy Heath was present across nearly every genre of jazz uh, from the mid-century on. I mean, he start, got his start in Philadelphia playing bebop and in big bands. Um, one of his big bands included John Coltrane, no less, um, and just continued on you know, playing alongside some of the jazz greats, uh, Milt Jackson, Miles Davis. His compositions have become canon at this point. Uh, he was a small guy, only 5'3", but had a huge impact on jazz. And Didio for Claudio Roditi, the Brazilian trumpet player, really kind of instrumental in bridging Brazilian music and jazz. Uh, just a warm, really glowing tone. And interesting thing about him, he played the rotary valve trumpet, um, which is slightly different than the piston valve trumpet trumpet, which we're accustomed to in jazz. And the rotary valves make for a very clean, precise sound, and you have to be a masterful technician to operate that thing, and Claudio certainly certainly was. So we miss them both, and uh, we'll dedicate this episode to them. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, however, I just want to take a minute to thank some of this episode's sponsors. They include Kobuzz.com, the world's largest catalog of streaming music and studio-quality high-res. You can now stream all of your music in the highest possible quality, starting at just $9.99 per month. Visit on.kobuzz.com slash jazzis to learn more. Thanks also to Mac Avenue Records, two forthcoming albums for them in the month of February, one by the bassist Christian McBride called The Movement Revisited, and another by one of my favorite keyboardists at the moment, Aaron Deal. He's got a new album out right uh, coming out in February called The Vagabond. Thanks also to Smoke Sessions Records. Uh, one exciting album out for them right now is a tribute to the great Charlie Parker. It's by saxophonist Bobby Watson. Vincent Herring, and Gary Bartz. Um, You can read all about it in our spring issue coming out in March because our spring issue is actually dedicated to Charlie Parker's centennial year, 2020. Um... Want to take a minute now to thank some of the artists that uh, submitted music to us via our Inside Track program. This is where independent artists can can submit their albums to Jazz's editors online. First of all, thanks to vocalist Morris Paul Kennedy. He's got a new album out right now called Love in the Moments. You can read more about it and hear excerpts at musicbymorris.net. 
Thanks also to the Australian band Cone of Confusion. They're a fusion group. Uh, their new album is self-titled Cone of Confusion. You can read about it on our website or check them out on Bandcamp. All right, that'll do it for sponsors and inside track artists for the day. Let's go ahead and jump into the first album on our list. It is from the group Moon Hooch. The name of the album is Life on Other Planets, uh, and it will be released by these artists on January 10th. Matt, what can you tell us about this album? Oh, I have been listening to this album for for weeks now. <laughs> because, um, well, Moon Hooch, for those who do not know them, is, uh, is an explosive trio made up of two saxophonists and a drummer. And actually, this album is a little different from their previous releases because while their previous albums have been rather heavily produced, their new self-album a self-released album, Life on Other Planets, finds them bottling up their energetic style via a series of single-take performances recorded in the studio that really, I think, encapsulate their own brand of music, which they call cave music. And I think the rawness of this album is really why hype. I've loved it. Cave Music is an apt descriptor, Matt, because this group, uh, believe it or not, actually got their start busking in the uh, subway stations of the New York City transit system. So they bring that kind of raw, in-your-face energy um, to their albums as well. Uh, It's a really fascinating listen. I think you're really going to like this group. Let's listen to a track from Moon Hooch's new album, Life on Other Planets. We are listening to the track Candlelight. the album Life on Other Planets from the band Moon Hooch featuring Mike Wilbur and Wenzel McGowan on horns and James Muscler on drums. Um, that album, Life on Other Planets, due out uh, January 10th. All right, that brings us to the next album on our list. Uh, this one includes a familiar face. It's from John McLaughlin, Shankar Mahadevan, and Zakir Hussain. Um, the name of their album is Is That So? And it was released January 17th on the label Abstract Logics. Uh, Matt, what can you tell us about this uh, little supergroup we got going on now? <laughs> right. All right. Well, you know, to quote John Cassavetti, he's a woman under the influence. Well, <laughs> has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. But Never uh, an opportunist. This new time, album. To quote John Cassavetti. Yeah. yeah. John Cassavetti's returns under the influence of Indian music. <laughs> but rather than actually remaining faithful to the rules and regulations, so to speak, of Indian ragas and whatnot. He allows himself to be influenced by the vocal talents of Shankar Mahadevan. Um, And actually, 
Besides that, their performances are then complemented by tabla master Zakir Hussein, who is of course a longtime collaborator, collaborator of McLaughlin's, and it's very exciting to hear them rekindle their profound collaboration. John McLaughlin has, you know, long had an affinity for uh, the music of India, going back to his Mahavishnu days, and this new album definitely finds him in that element with two masters of their craft um, in Shankar and Zakir. So it's a fascinating listen for those of you who liked the Mahavishnu stuff, for who like the East-West crossover stuff, who love that fusion energy. This is the album for you. Let us take a listen. Once again, that is a track from the album Is That So uh, by John McLaughlin, Shankar Mahadevan, and Zakir Hussain. It was released January 17th on the Abstract Logics label. We will move now to our next al- album on the list, a slight pivot stylistically. It is an album by the guitarist Lawson Rollins. It's called True North, uh, and it too was released January 17th on the Origin label. Matt? Take it away. Yeah, we're getting a little more in the folksy sort of a territory. Uh, True North is not only the album where Lawson Rollins returns to his signature style of acoustic nylon guitar playing. It's also the album where he blends this style, with with which he originally rose to fame with, by the way, um, with the electronic experimentations that uh, of his recent outings. And uh, he does this via... 14 brand new original compositions. Nylon guitar, folksy stuff meets experimental jazz. I love it. Let's go ahead and take a listen to a track. And this is the tune Perpetual Motion. again that is guitarist Lawson Rollins track from his new album True North which was released January 17th on Origin Records we'll move right along to the next album on our list and this one is from the Russian trumpeter Valery Ponomarev love the title of this one Our Father Who Art Blakey The Centennial it is a tribute of course to the legendary drummer band leader jazz messengers icon 
Art Blakey. It was his centennial anniversary last year, and Valerie is keeping the party going um, with this latest album. It'll be released, it was released on January 17th on Summit Records. Matt, what can you tell us about Valerie's latest? Oh, I should mention, of course, that uh, Valerie is an alumni of Art Blakey's famous jazz messengers band. So Yeah, so and on this album, he celebrates his mentor, drum legend Art Blakey, one of my favorite jazz musicians of all time, by the way. Uh, and he celebrates them with this new set of reinterpretations of songs written by or associated with the jazz messengers. Uh, in leading his own ensemble on this record, he actually allows a lot of space to the musicians on his bands, a lot of room to shine. Uh, which is something that uh, Blakey did in the records of the Jazz Messengers, so that's that's cool too. Um, but he takes two stellar solos uh, uh, of his own, uh, especially on Caravan and the Wayne Shorter pen, Tell It Like It Is. Giving the band members space, but not being afraid to take charge and lay things down, that is the Art Blakey way. Let's go ahead and listen to a track from Valerie Panamarev's new album, Our Father, Who Art Blakey, The Centennial. This is the classic Art Blakey track, Monin. Once again, that is trumpeter Valerie Ponomarev. The name of the album, Our Father, Who Art Blakey, The Centennial. It was released January 17th on Summit Records. Go check it out. Brings us to the next album on our list. This one from guitarist Jeff Parker. Uh, the name of his new album is Sweet for Max Brown, and it will be released January 24th on Anthem Nunsuch. Uh, Jeff is a great guitarist, originally based out of Chicago, now in Los Angeles. And Matt, if I understand it, this new album is a, a tribute album of sorts. That's right. This album is another tribute. And it is a tribute to Parker's uh, mother, whose picture actually, at 19 years old, uh, adorns the cover. So here he presents a set of nine new original songs, as well as new interpretations of John Coltrane and Joe Henderson compositions. Uh, and he plays most of the instruments on the record, but also he's alongside a band, band he calls The New Breed, uh, which, is a ty- uh, which is a name that he borrowed from a previous release of his, which actually was, uh, was dedicated to his father's uh, memory i believe and among the players uh is w- one of the players in the band is micaiah McCra- mccraven yep that's right a uh, longtime jeff parker associate uh, micaiah mccraven is on the album playing drums as is jeff's daughter ruby parker who adds her vocals to the track build a nest uh, ruby was also on jeff's previous albums tribute to his father um so Jeff definitely keeps it a family affair. We appreciate that. Let's go ahead and listen to a track. Mm-hmm. 
guitarist Jeff Parker, a track from his new album, Sweet for Max Brown. It was released, it will be released January 24th on the Anthem Nonesuch label. The next album on our list is from one of our favorite pianists around the office here, Yelena Ekimov. She has a new album coming out on January 24th, also called Nocturnal Animals, and it is released on her own L&H Productions. Matt, tell us about this album. Yelena Ekimov, I'm excited about this because she's actually possibly one of the figures in jazz today that I don't get to talk or write about nearly enough compared to the amount of time that I spend listening to her music. So on this new album, Nocturnal Animals, um, she offers her own interpretation of the world, of the creatures of the night. And the album is only her latest spellbinding concept album. And uh, it offers 14 pictorial sonic impressions achieved through a blending of the romanticism of her Russian motherland and the American jazz tradition. But also, let's not forget that she started within the world of classical music. So there's a bit of that influence as well. It's fascinating. Uh, Yelena Ikhamov is a really fascinating artist and I'm delighted to be presenting uh, one of her latest albums here on this podcast. As am I, Matt, excited to share a track here. You know, it's worth noting that each one of uh, Yelena's albums also comes adorned with the beautiful artwork. Um, each one, it's, you know, got this very impression, usually has an impressionistic kind of nature scene on it. So um, beautiful inside and out. Let's go ahead and listen to a track from Yelena's latest, Nocturnal Animals. This is the tune Fox. Once again, that was Elena Ekimov. Uh, her new album is Nocturnal Animals. It will be released January 24th on LNH Production. We are going to double down with another keyboardist. Uh, this one is young uh, piano player Theo Hill. He's got a new album coming out on January 24th called Reality Check, and it'll be released on the Positone label. Matt, tell us a little bit about Theo Hill. 
Well, Theo Hill is considered one of the top young voices in jazz piano today, especially within the New York straight-ahead jazz tradition. Exciting for me to say that, given the fact that I've never actually been to New York. Isn't that crazy? What? But anyway, I believe that. We have got to start <laughs> no. a send Matt Bacucci yeah, to let's do New it. York let's fun. do it. But um, oh, that's my catchphrase actually. But anyways, uh, well, his uh, but anyways, but, uh, Theo Hill's previous album, especially for Posey Tone. Um, I have found him prominently exploring the piano trio format. It's exciting to hear him spice things up on his latest album, Reality Check. Uh, and also because it's a collaboration with the, with the new vibraphone. Great. Uh, uh, one of the young voices in jazz that I'm most excited about, Joel Ross. It is quite the youth movement for sure. And uh, yeah, if... Theo Hill is indicative of the future of jazz. We're in good hands, folks. Let's go ahead and listen to a track from Theo's new album. We are listening to the track Swell. Hill. The name of the album is Reality Check, and it will be released January 24th on Positone Records. The next album on our list comes by way of Europe. It is from the label ACT, Act Music. Um, It is from, you know what, I'm just going to let Matt pronounce these names because he's the European one. (laughs) Well, you know, okay, so this is European jazz territory. Uh, my my continent. <laughs> uh, right, so it's German-born pianist Joachim Kuhn and Polish violinist Mateusz Szmocinski. Well, they are two of the most revered figures in European jazz, really, and they're so adventurous in their music. And on their duo album, Speaking Sounds... As the title suggests, they seem to really speak the same language. They share a focused yet free and sophisticated conversation that reveals a wide array of musical influences from all over the world. And you know what? From, you know, different musical influences from, I don't know, Bach to even beyond European territory to the Arab Arab music and Arab jazz. And just it's, it's a phenomenal album full of creation. And it's really a treat. Yeah, and that's pretty indicative of the label as a whole. You know, ACT is a pretty wide umbrella when it comes uh, to its music. They'll uh, they'll, they'll record stuff, uh, traditional folk music, straight-ahead jazz, uh, trad jazz, world jazz, a little bit of everything, and the best of their albums uh, combine everything in one, and that's sort of what this one does. So let's go ahead and listen to a track. Thank you. 
This song is called I'm Better Off Without You. Once again, that is Joachim Kuhn and Matthias Smoczynski. Their new album is Speaking Sounds, and it will be released January 31st on Act Music, A-C-T. All right, uh, on to the next album on our list. This one comes from Wunderkind. I love when I get to use that word. Uh, Wunderkind piano prodigy Joey Alexander. Uh, His latest album is called Warna, and it will be released... Jan- it will be released January 31st on Verve Records. Matt, take it away, man. Joey Alexander is just an amazing. I don't. I, I don't know. I've, I. I don't even know what to say. I mean, I've. I. You know, I first found out about Joey Alexander from a, a YouTube video from years ago where he was playing with the uh, Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra. I think it was Caravan that he was playing, and I was like, "This kid looks is so small and tiny," and it was. I. I, I was. I, my mind was blown. Anyways. His records certainly keep getting better and better as his musical maturation has been nothing short of spectacular. So that maturation continues on this new album, which is called uh, Warna or Varna. I'm not sure. (laughs) This is a pronunciation that I'm not sure about. Leave a comment in the section below if we have a section below. I don't know. Yeah, right. That is a good question, Matt. uh, Neither one of us speaks Bahasa, which is an Indonesian language and Joey's native language. Uh, But the word means color in that language and this is certainly a colorful colorful disc right exactly and and this is a new studio project which finds him performance alongside his longtime trio i can't even believe that i'm saying long time you know it's just, you know penis so young but anyways larry grenadier and kendrick scott i mean they're two great musicians in their own right and it's being released on verb which means that it marks this piano prodigy's first major label release Yep, very exciting for our pal Joey. And, you know, it's at this point, I think I have to amend my earlier statement. I mean, forget the kind. This 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 musician is just a, a wonder. Okay, closing your eyes, you, you wouldn't know how old he was. He, he plays with such maturity and depth. We aren't able to play this one for you, but you'll definitely have to take our words for it and go ahead and pick yourself up a copy of the album. Again, it comes out January 31st on Verve Records. And with that, Matt, we come to the final album on our list. And uh, we're really going out with a bang here. This new album is, wow, I can't believe I'm about to put these two words together. It's from Wayne Shorter and the Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra with Wynton Marsalis. Uh, The name of their new album is The Music of Wayne Shorter, and it will be released January 31st on Blue Engine Records. Matt, we could probably just leave it at the title alone and people will go out and buy it, but uh, what can you tell us about this new project from Wayne Shorter and the Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra with Wynton Marsalis? I don't know. I mean, this is this is a great album to end our list with because 
we're talking about Wayne Shorter. And and this album actually pairs up Wayne Shorter with the Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra with Wynton Marsalis. I mean, the recording documents a special 2015 concert that saw the saxophone legend joining the orchestra on a few of their reinterpretations and new arrangements of some of the compositions from a stellar career, which we can all agree, I think, has been one of the most fascinating careers in jazz history. Oh, it certainly has, Matt. I mean, we're talking about a musician who has played with some of the all-time greats, who has composed songs that have become jazz standards. I mean, Speak No Evil, Juju, Footprints, the list goes on and on. Uh, We should just stop talking at this point and let the music speak for itself. So let's go ahead and listen to a track from Wayne Shorter with the Jazz and Lincoln Center Orchestra with Wynton Marsalis. This is the tune, Yes or No. Once again, that was Wayne Shorter with the Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra with Wynton Marsalis. The name of the album is The Music of Wayne Shorter, and it will be released January 31st on Blue Engine Records. And with that, Matt, oops, we did it again. We came to the end of our list for the 10 albums you need to know for January 2020. This was a good one. Um, I really enjoyed doing this with you. And if you enjoyed listening to it, folks, please subscribe on uh, Apple iTunes or uh, Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review, too, because that really helps. Um, And hey, while you're at it, visit our website, jazzes.com, and check out all of the great content um, that we have coming out every month. Right now, Matt, as a matter of fact, you can subscribe. Check this out, Matt. You can subscribe to jazzes.com, which means you get access to all of our premium content uh, for three months. And you get a complimentary print issue for just 99 cents per month for three months. Uh, That's a great deal. So whatever you're doing, well, we know what you're doing. You're listening to this podcast. But after you finish with this podcast, go to our site, click the big uh, subscribe button in the top left-hand corner, and go sign up for that three-month promotion because it's awesome. Matt, I want to thank you for joining me today to go through the 10 albums you need to know for January. It's been a pleasure. Well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. And thanks very much for listening, guys. And uh, we'll, we'll listen. We'll, we'll see you soon. Very well said, Matt. I'm sure people will tune in for your chiming Irish build alone. Hey, you want to hear my, uh, my impression of uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey as a, as, a, as a roller coaster ride? Matt, I would love nothing more than to hear that impression, my friend. All righty, ride, ride, ride. Lord help us. We're keeping that in, Matt. I hope you know. (laughs) People need to know how ridiculous (laughs) we get when we think the tape's not rolling. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for us today. Thanks a lot, everyone. Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs)